Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Los Angeles Chargers are making no secret of the fact that they've interviewed Jim Harbaugh for their head coaching job. He's actually the eighth candidate that the team has identified publicly. You know, they fired Brandon Staley going back to mid-December, also looking for a general manager. And Jim Harbaugh, not as young as you think. Someone said to me earlier, oh, he's way younger than Bill Belichick. He's actually not. He's 60 years old. And I'm not saying that's anything. It's either here nor there. It's just that he's not. My, uh, he's not Mike McDaniel or Sean McVay or Jonathan Gannon, right? He's he's a relatively, he's middle-aged. <laughs> he's an older experienced candidate. And right now, he's got to be the highest profile name the Chargers have interviewed. Will they try to make a run at Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll? Might as well. You're interviewing everybody else. We also know that the Falcons have officially interviewed Bill Belichick. And this is not meant to be a snarky question. And maybe this is the only franchise that's interested in Belichick. I don't know. But if you're Bill Belichick, why would you pick the Falcons? They've got some good young pieces on offense. All right, so I'll give them that. I love Bijan Robinson, Drake London. They, they do have some nice pieces. I just am not sure if I'm, unless he's really impressed by Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, I'm not sure that's the best landing spot or the, the team that's closest to being a winner. Now, in the NFC South, you don't have to blow anybody's doors off. At least right now, that division is among the weakest in football. Maybe there's a chance that Belichick could get more autonomy over the roster, though I know that's not been a hallmark for him recently. We know that the Falcons 
are a team that wants to have head coaching experience. They're looking for a guy that's been in the arena. And that's not been where they've looked more recently. So Arthur Smith was a first-time head coach. They were hoping that he would be able to spark the offense. When I thought that was weird, because I felt like it was the defense that for years was down under Dan Quinn. Belichick is not finished coaching, and I think he'd be an upgrade in pretty much any franchise, or the majority of franchises in the NFL right now. Among the others, the Falcons have interviewed Steve Wilkes, who's right now with San Francisco as their D coordinator, but remember, he was the interim head coach in Atlanta last year and also coached in, was it Arizona? He was there for one year. That was a disaster. It's a huge disaster. There's a few others like the Baltimore D coordinator, Mike McDonald. He's getting a lot of interest. But if you're looking for someone who has a ton of experience and you want someone who's got a winning and proven track record, Bill Belichick would be it. I don't know how you go any higher up the food chain than Bill Belichick. But at the same time, Belichick may have demands that new inexperienced head coaches do not or coaches that don't have six Super Bowl rings would not have the clout to ask for. But if you're Belichick, why would you take the Falcons job over some of the others that are available? Now, again, that's assuming those other clubs are interested in him and they may not be because they may not want to give up as much institutional control. A GM may not want to work with Belichick, knowing that instantly he'd be overshadowed. Although, if you want to win, I'm not sure you should be worrying about your ego or your own profile. So, there are some factors. But what we're asking you is, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Chargers. We'll just use the Chargers as an example. They interview all these dudes. Harbaugh, then Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel. Which one's the most attractive candidate in your opinion? We put a poll up on our show Twitter after our CBS and also on our Facebook page. Yes, there are other candidates. We're just going with right now kind of the the big four and the guys that have the most experience. Not to mention Belichick, Harbaugh, and Carroll are all championship coaches. Mike Vrabel's got a nice track record. What they? they missed the playoffs the last couple years there, but they had been a consistent force in the AFC South with Vrabel coaching the Titans for the most part. I mean, he's got a winning record as their head coach. So which of these candidates would you rather have as your next coach in charge? Right, so the poll is already getting a ton of traffic. It's up on both Twitter and Facebook. I know there are candidates that don't have a lot of experience. Ben Johnson, the Detroit offensive coordinator, we talked about him with Dan Miller last night. He and Jared Goff have found a a fantastic combo between the two of them and the weapons they have around them. It's been a very productive working relationship. 
some of the coordinators that are still coaching will end up being hot ticket interviews as well. Dan Quinn, supposed to be making the rounds for some interviews, though. I said this on the last night's show. If you're going to blame Mike McCarthy for what happened in their playoff game and place this solely at his feet, and you really believe that firing McCarthy is going to put the Cowboys in a better spot, then shouldn't that be the case with Dan Quinn? And you're likely to lose him anyway. Because if McCarthy gets fired, he's probably going to take another job. So if you blame McCarthy, are you also blaming Quinn for the fact that that defense was, as I said on last night's show, shivved? They got completely knifed and carved up. We just got this tweet. Harbaugh, like all other hot-ticket college coaches who pivoted to an NFL gig, will not do well. Except Harbaugh, maybe you don't know this. Thank you for your tweet, A-Law Radio. Harbaugh has already coached in the NFL for the Niners. And he went to three straight NFC Championship games with San Francisco and also to a Super Bowl in which he lost, he and the Niners lost to the Ravens. That was 2013. They made quite a go of it in the second half after the lights went out in New Orleans. So maybe you... Yeah, maybe you don't realize that he's already coached in the NFL. I don't think there's any qualms there. He's not just a hot-ticket college coach. He went to Michigan because he got fired in San Francisco. Otherwise, he would still be in the NFL. One of those rare guys who can coach at either level. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Why does this have anything to do with the Eagles? Well, I don't know. But the question was asked of Nick Sirianni. Whether or not he's worried about his future following their embarrassing loss to the Bucks. There's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. That's pretty much all he would say. And while we're on this line of thinking, Mike Tomlin was asked about his future with the Steelers on Monday. Mike, you have a year left on your contract. He didn't even stick around for the question. Actually, I'm not even sure she finished the question. Mike, you have a year left on your contract, and he walked out. Good for him. Whether or not he thinks that's a concern, and honestly, it's it's just not. I know Steelers fans, some of you are ready for a change. Some of you believe that anybody would be better than Mike Tomlin. You feel like, sure, he's never had a losing season in 17 years, as if that's something to just slough off. Uh, I can't say the same about my team. And we've been through a lot of coaches. Can't say the same about producer Jay's team. Oh, dear. We've had a winning season in 17 years. <laughs> just one. That's what it feels like. No. Two Super Bowls in there. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The shines come off those Lombardis. Huh? When we get like, when we talk, talk, talking decades ago, I mean. <laughs> anyway, it is amazing how some Steelers fans don't appreciate that consistency. And I understand that winning Super Bowls is the thing. I get it. It's a proud Steel City tradition. But you should also know, as Steelers fans, the Rooney family doesn't fire coaches. And honestly, I can't imagine that they'd want to fire Mike Tomlin anyway, even if they didn't have a reputation for keeping coaches forever. 
Why would you want to fire Mike Tomlin? I understand, again, you don't want to settle for just making the playoffs. This year was an achievement. They had one of the best defenses in the NFL. They've got a good mix of young and old, older. The Kenny Pickett quarterback choice maybe isn't going to work out. Though I, I don't imagine they'd give up on him yet. He's still under his rookie contract. Love the Mason Rudolph piece. Started five straight games. It didn't work against Buffalo. Credit the Bills. Maybe it's more about the Bills than it was about the Steelers. Though their offense has been spotty. Not the last couple weeks. Under Mason Rudolph, they opened it up a little bit. But how is it Rudolph's fault that George Pickens fumbled? That's not. That was a huge fumble, by the way. We'll get to that game coming up. But for the life of me, I can't figure out why you believe there's an upgrade out there from Mike Tomlin. I like the tweet I just saw from Mike. Thank you for listening. A-Law Radio. He says, the question for me is always who? It's the same with quarterbacks. If someone is saying they want to replace their head coach or QB, they better follow that up with who? Or as our friend Amy Trask says, then what? That's her question. Fire your coach, get rid of your quarterback, then what? So Steelers fans, I'd love to hear from you. Then what? On Twitter, on Facebook, and then our phone number, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Lions fans, have you plummeted back to earth yet? Probably not. Forget plummeted. Have you floated back to earth yet? I thought it was kind of cool. I actually tweeted this when I got home on Monday morning. For the first time in 32 years, for the first time since January 6th, 1992, the Lions and their fans are waking up after a playoff win. It's kind of cool to think about, isn't it? I don't understand the quick kick to the curb for any coach who loses a playoff game. Eventually, they're all going to lose. Could you imagine if somebody started the cry to fire Andy Reid if they don't win the Super Bowl again? I'm sure people are thinking it. Nick Sirianni's Eagles have made the playoffs all three seasons he's been there. Two wild cards, and I get it. Wild card was not... It, it, it was not what they hoped after a 10-1 start. I'm not telling you they played exceptionally well, nor did he and the Eagles represent themselves well this past month and a half. It was a it was an epic explosion after 10 and 1. It was. But does that erase everything that Sirianni has done in 3 years? They did actually start out 10 and 1. They were the reigning NFC champions. They lost both their coordinators. That's got to count for something. What do I tell you about change in sports? Constant change equals constant losing. But the Eagles made the playoffs all three seasons so far under Sirianni. You know that there are teams out there who would give up their right nostril. How do you do that? Give up their right pinky finger to make the playoffs every year. 
Also, we told you the Buccaneers are the only team in the NFC to make the playoffs the last four seasons. It is not easy to have a winning team. Think about all the quarterbacks that have gotten injured this year. I felt like the Eagles didn't have a great identity. Or if they did have an idea of who they wanted to be, they weren't really able to carry it out. They didn't run the ball as well this year. They didn't stop the run as well this year. It's kind of a team late in the season that was in no man's land. And it finally caught up with them in a very obvious way. But does that mean that Nick Sirianni is a terrible coach all of a sudden? <laughs> Life comes at you fast in the NFL. So what happened after the 10-1 and one start, coach? We'll all have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and accept that and, uh, you know, just find, find answers, find solutions. Uh, but obviously... You know, when you start ten and one, um, you know, and then you and then you get into what what happened for us. Obviously, that the expectations were high. The identity, um, the consistency, um, the execution for us, um, the turnovers, um, everything, all of those come into play when you're talking about um, having an opportunity to to win championships. And um, you know, it's something that uh, some we have to be able to learn from. It's hard to come up with any type of philosophical changes or concrete ideas about what went wrong. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts answered the question as best he can. We were inconsistent. We turned the ball over way too much. We really didn't have an identity. He said the same thing. We just weren't good enough. But does that mean Nick Sirianni should be out of a job? I didn't know he was going anywhere. Question about whether I know I, did, I didn't know that. Nah. Where's your confidence level in him then to, to fix this team? I have everybody. I have a ton of confidence in um in everyone in this building. Um, it's just a matter of us going out there and playing clean football. And that's been something that we have not done. You know. He's right. You take away some of their own self-inflicted wounds, and this might be a better team. Might be a different outcome. Now, that's not how football works. You are what your record says you are. That's how pro sports work. You are what your record says you are. And this should leave a bad taste in the Eagles' mouths. But does that mean you need to change coaches? Was anybody talking about firing Nick Sirianni when they were 10-1? and It was two months ago. It's interesting because now it's not just about coaches it's about coordinators too right fans now take aim at coordinators and we saw multiple coordinators get fired mid-season the, the bills made a change with ken dorsey turned out to be a positive one but yeah it's it's an all-access world in sports which means that fans will go after coordinators now too remember the matt canada chance in pittsburgh not too long ago that's right matt canada it worked out for a couple of games, I would say, but consistently enough to believe that it was his fault? Eh. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Which of the experienced head coaches would you rather have to lift your team to its glorious 
championship contending status. Yes, I'm a little tongue-in-cheek. Bill Belichick, who's interviewed with the Falcons and, and maybe will interview with other teams. Jim Harbaugh. Mike Vrabel, who surprisingly is out in front right now. Pete Carroll, who currently is the caboose. So find that poll on our show Twitter or my Twitter. It's already getting a brisk number of votes. And then also on our Facebook page. You can use your words. (laughs) Also, you all crack me up telling me that art is my future. No. (laughs) But thank you for your kind words about my little canvas masterpiece. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, it's on our social. It was a fun married activity over the weekend. I had some friends who tell me that once you get married, life is so, it's like so super boring. Your relationship changes. <laughs> oh, was it bad that I thought that that sounded really fun? I know. What you did? Oh. Absolutely. We had a blast. We sat next to each other and giggled, especially when like I would stick my elbow in the paint and then uh, he got paint on his computer. Like we, oh. just, <laughs> we watched a, a lesson, you know, we watched an, yeah. an art teacher of course. and she did it and then we did it freehand. It wasn't like we had a canvas with all, uh, you know, a stencil on it or anything. No, right. We, You're not do, we, calling in the lines. You're no, not coloring No, no, no. We started from scratch, and both of us thought our work was awful. Yours came out pretty well, I got to say. Well, if you stand back, you can look. If you close like, one eye, <laughs> close the other eye. It looks you good. Tur- if you could turn upside down and look at it on your head. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it was fun. It was a nice little date night on Friday. Uh, but yeah, let's hope that. Married life doesn't turn boring anytime soon because I've waited a long time. So we're, we want to keep doing the dates. Also, we had all of four official dates before we got married so in person. So this was fun. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Facebook. Our Twitter is After Hours CBS. And this, my friends, is a Monday night on CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here that succeeded exceeded my my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and you know contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that, and and um, I always have those those great memories. I'll carry with those those with me the rest of my life. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Bill Belichick is no longer a member of the New England Patriots. In fact, he's a free agent, and Atlanta seems to be the first job for which he has officially interviewed. Interestingly enough, did you see the report that the Patriots want to keep Belichick's sons in-house or on their coaching staff? I just don't know how that would work with the new head coach. Well, it's Gerard Mayo who's the new head coach, right? They're going to promote him from within. But do you keep Belichick's sons? Maybe you do if you feel like you've worked with them because Mayo obviously has been on the staff and is taking over. Do you, maybe you like the working relationships, but do you feel intimidated by having Belichick's on the staff? Or are you grateful to Belichick because he gave you your starting coaching and he's now the reason why you're promoted to head coach for the first time in your life? Interesting question, isn't it? I mean, they don't have to be tied at the hip, right, Bill and his sons. They can be separate coaching entities and have their own styles, and now maybe his sons can start their own kind of legacy and begin this away from Bill and see. So I don't think necessarily it's a threat. I I think, like you said, they they know that they work together. I think it'd be almost a benefit. Yeah, it might be. Uh, You've got Steven, you've got Brian, and they do have a chance to stay with the Patriots. Uh, So the offer was made for them to be able to stick around. We'll see whether or not that works or they accept that job under Gerard Mayo. They may want to go be with their dad. Wherever he goes, they may want to go. So you're right. Sometimes family dynamics work. Sometimes they don't, but they may be loyal to their dad. and They may want the fresh start along with him. While we're talking about coaching and promotions, we never did have an opportunity to look at the Kalen DeBoer hire at Alabama. It happened very quickly. Did we get a call last week that said he heard that Kalen DeBoer was a lock for the job? And I think it's an interesting hire. I mean, he's obviously a very hot head coach after having taken the Huskies not only to an undefeated season until the championship, but at number two in the country, you know, the way that DeBoer worked with Michael Penix, the two of them had this great relationship. The offense was one of the best in the country. It was A lot of fun to watch them this season. They did lose in the championship to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, but I suppose not a bad next week after for Kalen DeBoer. You're the one 
who gets to step into the shoes that were left vacant or left by the door by Nick Saban. It is impossible. Um, and I say that humbly. Uh, and, um, you know, but I, I'm going to say this, uh, you know, I, I believe in what, what I can do uh, as far as um, continue to take places that uh, are in a good spot and building on what is already here. Um, I, uh, I think there's, there's a piece where you have to have a confidence in yourself um, because it will be, there will be things that are second guessed when there's so much continuity that's happened for so many years at such a high level. Um, you know, it's awesome, right? But who doesn't want to be a part of, if you're truly a competitor, part of that ultimate, that ultimate top end goal of, uh, you know, being the, at the top, being the best. Interesting that Kalen DeBoer bails. Now, it's it's Alabama. It's one of the best jobs in the country, if not the best job in the country. So there's no way you don't take the job. As much as Washington had a great season and is headed for the Big Ten, this is Alabama. It's the cream of the crop for college football. You want all the money. You want all the resources. You want all the support. You want the championship tradition. You want to be the king of the SEC, at least starting out. I guess there's no place to go, place to go but down. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> Kalen DeBoer, this was a no-brainer. And he says he can't wait to get started and also said he wants Nick Saban to have as much access as he wants. And that makes sense. Says that it's Saban who laid the foundation and 100% access will always be granted, which is a good as a good way to approach it considering Nick Saban has an office in the same stadium still. He moved. He's got a different office, but he's still there. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. He's Pac-12 Coach of the Year in back-to-back seasons. And he worked in the NAIA before that. He had never spoken to Nick Saban until last Friday. How about that little tidbit? Could you imagine if you're Kalen DeBoer at 49 years old, you're probably in awe of Nick Saban in Alabama. And now you're coaching in Tuscaloosa. So what was it like to go from, in a few days, the national championship and that loss against Michigan, and it was a it was a tough loss for the Huskies to an offer accepted to be Alabama's next head coach. You know, I woke up that morning, um, an ache in your heart, um, just that pain and um, just knowing that uh, you, you've come so close and, and um, you know, decided to, you got to pick yourself up and if you want to truly be a champion, you, you got to go sometimes through these hard moments because uh, it's, it's what's going to make you better. Um, and, you know, less than 24 or about 24 hours later, all of a sudden, you know, there's a new challenge and uh, a different type of excitement, you know, um, that, that uh, seemed to be brewing. And um, it has been emotional because now I'm at a different place with different people. I'm excited to see what Kalen DeBoer does there. I thought that they would go with someone from inside the Alabama family, but as 
David Cohn, a Michigan, former Michigan quarterback who joined us last week, as he pointed out, Nick Saban wasn't inside the family. And so they decided to go outside the family, but one of the hottest coaching candidates in the country. Again, if you're the Alabama Crimson Tide, you essentially can get who you want. DeBoer hadn't been to Bryant-Denny Stadium since 2017, which is what he said. I was back when he was the OC for Fresno State. And so it had been a long time. And I don't know if it came out of the blue. I would say the retirement of Nick Saban came out of the blue. But good for you, Kalen DeBoer. As for Saban, I'm not sure if you all heard this. His interview with ESPN, he talked about what it was like to tell the players that he was retiring. Very difficult. Because I love those guys sitting in that room. I love those players. Um, I appreciate. There's nothing more that I respect than great competitors. And uh, these guys all overcame tremendous resiliency. Uh, they committed to the program. Uh, they committed themselves to the team uh, for next year. And I wanted to go in and say, hey, I want everybody to make a 100% commitment for the next 12 months. But I got to be able to make that same kind of commitment if I'm going to be the leader and the coach. So, um, and that, that was a little bit of a dilemma. Yeah, he's admitted that this was not a decision that he had known for months. It was really over the course of the season that he became convinced that because he could no longer tell recruits or assistant coaches that he was interviewing potential members of the program, either as coaches or athletes, that he'd be around for five years. He felt like it was unfair to the program that he couldn't give them long-term assurances. Meaning, maybe he could have coached another year, but he wanted to be able to assure them that the change wasn't going to drop unexpectedly. Also, he he admitted he used to be able to burn the candle at both ends. He used to be able to work nonstop and go nonstop. But with all the changes in college football, and he's spoken before about NIL, he's spoken about the wild, wild west of, of college sports now, meaning it's really unpoliced, it's unregulated, He's spoken about how it's he doesn't really like the way college sports look now. And so it yeah, it was more stress, more anxiety, less about building from the ground up, which is what he really wanted to do. And he didn't love this whole system of paying players under the guise of NIL. And so yeah, when you're not enjoying the workplace and it's it's changed so much it's harder to put those long hours in but congratulations to Kalen DeBoer it would be interesting to see well anyone that follows Nick Saban but certainly him we've got a poll up that does not include Nick Saban he's officially retired he's never leaving Alabama but who would you rather have as your next head coach in the NFL Jim Harbaugh Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll. Those are your four options. You can certainly respond with a different name if you like. But of those experienced coaches, those are the ones that potentially could be had. Cowboys fans, if you're ready to fire your coach.
Pittsburgh fans, if you're ready to get rid of Mike Tomlin. On Twitter, A Law Radio, and then on our Facebook page too. Phone number 855 212 4227. Coming up, the Bills and Josh Allen flex their muscles in the cold, in the snow of Western New York. You are li- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's the snap, looking left, and now in the end zone, complete to Dawson Knox for the touchdown. Oh, he was wide open. He split the two defensive backs, and Allen hit him for the opening drive TD. Here's the snap, back to pass, looking left, pressure coming. Fires down the seam, complete to Kincaid for a touchdown. Well, the answer doesn't get much quicker than that. A 29-yard laser from Allen to Kincaid. Touchdown, Buffalo. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The Buffalo Bills-Pittsburgh Steelers got moved to Monday afternoon, and at least you could see the field. (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw the time-lapse video from the 24 hours leading up to opening kick. Those things are damn cool. I love time-lapse videos. I'm sure I could find a bunch of them on YouTube or on some other type of uh, of internet search. But this one was really cool because it showed the blizzard, the lake effect snow, the, the field be completely covered. The stands were white. You could barely see through the camera lens very far because of, of the conditions. And then you've got slowly movement out there on the field and then trucks and then people with shovels and then plows. And then you can start to see a little green and then it snows some more. And then they keep on working at it and it snows some more. And finally, there's a green field. And then... There's people in the stands. It was really neat to watch that time lapse. And for the Buffalo Bills, they came out like a team that has been hot, like a team that finally found its groove. As much as I know people want to point to the change with Ken Dorsey and and promoting a different OC and getting rid of him, and, and maybe that was part of the issue, It's not been perfect this season, of course. Josh Allen's had a bunch of turnovers. There have been some decisions that he would love to have back, right? Uh, We know that the run game only recently has has been more a balanced part of the offense. The defense has taken so many hits in terms of injuries. So it's been a work in progress. But now a six-game win streak since early December, which is tops in the NFL. And Josh Allen, when he plays 
like he did today, is the best quarterback in the league. You can at me if you like. When we get this Josh Allen, who is who is flinging the ball and his body all over the field, and I don't mean to say that's a great plan, but they are allowing him to do more of the designed runs again. I've told you for years, I don't love it when Josh Allen leaves the Bills in rushing. I think it's a bad long-term strategy. But he can truck defenders. He can run through holes. He's obviously got speed. He's a monster with the football, whether he's on the run or whether he's standing back in the pocket and he's making quick work of the Steelers' secondary. I can't decide which touchdown was prettier, which one was more impressive. The bullet to Dalton Kincaid, I mean, it was a rope. I don't know that that thing went more than three feet higher than where it started as it left his hand. It was a rope. Or was it his touchdown run that came after a Mason Rudolph interception? Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket. Going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40. To the 35. 30. Breaks away. 20. 10. 5. Touchdown. Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just (laughs) schooled them with their back turned. For a huge touchdown run of 47 yards. It's 53 yards. He was on his own side of the field. Faster than a speeding bullet. Absolutely crazy. That moment was jaw-dropping. And Josh, as I say, he's got power. He's got speed. He makes you want to get out of the way. It's a little bit like Cam Newton when he used to rush with the football. They played man. um, Didn't have a great man call on. So I decided to try to find a lane and uh, got, I don't know, 15, 20 yards downfield. And, you know, there's the, the a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide and scored. So it worked out that time. Four total touchdowns for Josh Allen, nearly 300 total yards between the pass and the run. And points off turnovers told the story in the first half. In fact, if you're looking at the final spread, Bill's, Beat the Steelers by 14 points. They got two touchdowns off. First, the George Pickens fumble, and then the Mason Rudolph interception. And that one was thrown in the end zone, right? That's tough. The Steelers worked so hard to get their offense, and Mason Rudolph had been in a pretty good groove. He'd been putting up numbers. That's why they stuck with him instead of going back to Kenny Pickett when he was healthy again. But you cannot give away Two offensive possessions. You cannot make mistakes like that on the road in a playoff game against a red-hot Bills team. And the Bills made him pay for both. So both touchdowns were converted. Were Both of those touchdowns came after turnovers by the Steelers. Now, the Steelers did find some life. They blocked a long field goal try by Tyler Bass and then turned that into a touchdown. So that was the Deontay Johnson score from 10 yards out or so. I felt like Mason Rudolph had found a rhythm. And then in the fourth quarter, still keeping it interesting. Rudolph in the gun, gets the snap. He's back over the middle. The pass is caught for the touchdown by Calvin Austin, the third. Seven-yard strike, Rudolph to Austin. Austin had one in the regular season. He's got one in the postseason. (laughs) Bill Hillgrove 
on Steelers radio. But right after that, you could see the Bills weren't messing around. Uh, there was a six-minute Pittsburgh drive, but Buffalo answered immediately. Five on the play clock here on second and nine. Takes the snap. Back to pass. Fires over the middle. Complete on a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler. Down to the 10. Looking for the end zone. And he's in. Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler. Reversed his field and found the end zone. Unbelievable. He just shook the linebacker, Michael Walker, completely out of his shoes. He is still looking for the license plate. It's number 10. And the last name is Shakir. Chris Brown on Bills Radio. And, yeah, if you haven't seen that touchdown, maybe your producer Jay can retweet it from the Bills account. Uh, so check it out on our show Twitter after our CBS. Shakir was almost doubled over and was nearly down, but managed to wriggle away from Minka Fitzpatrick and then keeps his footing and his balance, and he gone. And so the Bills, well, they were flexing their muscles. We'll let you hear from Josh Allen and Sean McDermott coming up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 